Podcast One production. Hello, I'm Kate Langbrook, and welcome to Scamming the Scammer. A couple of years ago, I was watching Dr. Phil, and he had a story interviewing an American woman, a seemingly unremarkable, well-spoken middle-aged lady who told a tale that would have been astounding if it wasn't so common. See, this woman had fallen in love with a man, but it was a man she'd met online. And instead of the happy ever after that he'd promised her and the life of love and loyalty he said awaited them both, he ended up swindling her out of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then he disappeared. She'd never even met this guy in the flesh. The man of her dreams was really a romance scammer. Now, this is not uncommon. In fact, I reckon I've heard dozens of similar stories just in the last few years. And like a lot of other people, my first response has been to marvel at someone who could get fleeced so hard by someone they've never even clapped eyes on. I mean, who does that? But this time there was something that didn't add up about this scenario. She didn't seem stupid. She seemed embarrassed, but she also seemed smart and warm and quite nice and charming. She seemed pretty normal. And that got me thinking. Instead of dismissing her as a total chump, I started to puzzle over the dark arts of the romance scammer. I mean, what exactly could a man say over the internet or over the phone that would be so powerful that a vital, normal, hard-working woman would be compelled to hand her life savings over to a stranger? I said you are the woman I want and you are the woman I've loved and you are the woman that I'll choose to be with. I have given you my trust and I have given you my soul. I have never trusted the internet. 15,000 complaints came in. The past few months, everything was a total lie. I found myself falling in love with him. What I lost with him was probably well over 500,000. Oh, of course it was perfect. It was everything I was looking for. This is Carolyn, a clinical psychologist from San Diego. It's been 15 years since her last relationship. He was looking for uh, one person. Uh, He said he wasn't playing games. Um, He said that he felt that uh, two people should become one. We were both expressing strongly feelings of love for each other and wanting to be together. This is Jan Marshall. It's been 36 years since her last relationship. It's very romantic to have somebody say, you know, you're very special, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I was probably pretty cautious as he started to get stronger and stronger, but pretty soon I was responding to that. Carolyn and Jan are just two women out of tens of thousands who have been scammed online. They've been brave enough to speak about their experience with romance scammers in an attempt to help stop it happening to others and also, I guess, to make sense of how it happened to them. 
because it is happening on a mammoth scale. Romance scams involving men and women are a multi-million dollar business. In Australia alone, over $40 million is stolen from people every year. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Most losses aren't even reported because of shame and secrecy. On a global scale, it's hard to calculate. What we do know is that romance scamming is the second most lucrative con just behind investment fraud. And unfortunately for Carolyn and Jan, they became part of that statistic. I've lost a lot of money. It was like probably around $65,000 now between the cash and the debt. Over $260,000 in the space of 72 days, start to finish. So how are Carolyn and Jan, who have both been single for what feels like an eternity, going to find that special someone? They do what everyone does now. They turn to online dating sites. And after establishing their profiles, it doesn't take long for the first messages to come through. It's like magic. I was looking for a monogamous long-term relationship. He was 57 and I'm 73. I had not been in a relationship for about 15 years. That's why I went on the internet in the first place. I thought this might be a place where I could meet somebody. I had some help from a friend of mine put the profile together. I'm not a social butterfly, more a homebody, but love to be tempted to go out for the movies, theatre, a good restaurant. When home, I'm a TV watcher, mostly ABC or SBS, and I love Radio National in the mornings and afternoon. I'm not much for watching sports, except for Tour de France and the Olympics. I have a cat, a rag doll, on whom I lavish my love and affection, and I'm happy with who I am and where I am at in my life. He just said, basically, um, uh, this is John from Tinder, Do you want to chat or something like that? I said yes. I emailed him back and told him about myself and what I was looking for in a relationship. And I didn't realize until much later that I had just given him all the information he needed to emotionally manipulate me to a place where this was a belief of mine, that I believed that I loved him, I believed that he loved me. I I believed it was real. Somebody called Eamon uh, Donegal Dublain was the one to contact me within a couple of days. So we started talking. In the first instance, it's these are some of the things I like. Um, what do you like? So it's toing and froing with things like that uh, for the first sort of week or so. Within that, you know, I later realised were embedded things like, um, did I know anybody in England because his supposed daughter and family and base was in England. I didn't have connections within England, so he then knew he was safe to use that. These are two very capable women who are definitely not dummies. But here's the thing. Just the thought of finding love again can be intoxicating. And to a romance scammer... That makes you easy prey. This is where I came in. I wanted to hear firsthand how these scammers worked. And who are these callous, faceless fraudsters who can make a woman fall desperately in love with them despite their initial misgivings? I wanted to speak to a romance scammer myself. I wanted my very own online lover. 
it became an office project and together we created an alter ego, a persona of someone who would be the perfect bait for an online scammer. A widow in her late 50s who'd been single for several years. Her husband, Earl, had tragically passed away, but luckily leaving her a small fortune with only her cat and her rather useless housekeeper to share it with. No penthouse overlooking the beautiful Sydney Harbour, no matter how glorious, is a substitute for love, however. And that is how Barb was born. Well, hello. Oh, how lovely to meet you. I keep myself busy. I try to keep myself nice. A little bit of Zumba here and a few um, book club meetings here or there and perhaps the odd glass of Chardonnay. But what I'm really looking for, if I'm absolutely honest, I would like someone to share my life with. We posted Barb's profile online. And it was like throwing a bucket of bait into the water for sharks. Barb was swamped with potential suitors, but there was one in particular that caught our attention. His name was Kerry Phyllis. His bio said he'd been single for three years and was a successful American man from Houston, Texas. But something didn't quite add up. I'll read word for word. Am Kerry Phyllis and am from America. I got separated from my wife. She's found someone else she love and she has moved on and I believe it's time for me to do same. Kerry. <laughs> oh, so I started chatting with Kerry via the dating site's instant messaging system but it wasn't long before he suggested that we chat via WhatsApp. You see, those scammers like to move you away from the dating sites as soon as possible. After a bit of back and forth with Kerry, it was finally time to make our first call to this handsome man. Hello? 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 Um, oh, goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm wishing to speak with... Carrie, Carrie Phyllis, please. Yeah, this is Carrie Phyllis. How are you doing? Oh, well, well, hello, Carrie. Um, how lovely mm-hmm. to hear your voice in the flesh. It's, it's, mm, it's Barb. Barbara here from Australia. Oh. Hello. Hello, what did you say? I said it's Barb here from Australia. We've been messaging each other back and forth. Yeah, well, we've been messaging each other, but we've not really spent much time talking to each other, you know. No, and I thought, I, I really feel like I need to hear your voice and you probably need to hear mine. Yeah, yeah, that was good, that was good. And I feel happy to hear your voice. You sound like I've so woken... How are you feeling today? Have I woken you up? What'd you say? Have I woken you up? You sound... Yeah, uh, yeah. I was sleeping, you know. It's 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 about 2... Yeah, it's about 2... 10 p.m. a.m. here in in, in... in in the States, so... So how are you doing? Oh, goodness me. I was me. sleeping when you called, came in. I should have checked. Okay. I should have checked what time it is. It is in Houston, Texas. I didn't even think. No. I'm so sorry, Gary. But it's okay. It's okay. Talking oh. to you makes me feel happy. So I feel it like I. Really 
I've got us up off to a terrible start. I'm I'm really No, 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 no it's okay, it's okay. Goodness, I'm, I'm, it's okay, it's I'm okay. silly, I'm a silly old duffer. No, it's okay, it's okay. I'm half I feel happy talking to you. <gasps> I feel very happy. Well that's very lovely of you to say. I must yeah. say I I was very nervous dialing your number. I don't believe, Carrie, <laughs> that a, a lady makes the first move. No. But well, well, making the first move, it doesn't really matter. But what matters is it's what is beyond the first move. And what do you think that might be, Carrie? Or is it too soon to tell? Mm, I feel that would be a happiness forever. He huh. described himself as uh, a very romantic man, a very accommodating man, and that he was looking for a woman who was interesting and bright and, you know, those kind of <laughs> general kind of mm. terms. Um, and then he told me his story was he was an architectural engineer and they'd been married for 25 years and his wife had died six years earlier from cancer and that he hadn't been in a relationship since then. He'd had a wife. Now, I think his daughter had come home from school and found her in bed with his best friend. You know, that broke up the marriage. Um, He had, uh, I think, an Irish mother and a Russian father. Mm -hmm. And... He was at that stage in America and then he took a job in Dubai uh, doing maintenance on an oil pipeline. Notice the similarities in the men that both these women met. Professional, well-paid men who have encountered heartache in their personal lives. This is a pattern for romance scammers. They're never unemployed. They're never playboys. They're always divorced after long-term marriages have failed, mostly because of their wives' infidelity. Scammers never leave their wives because they're bored or had an affair with their secretary. Very often they're widowed or left with a child of an age that's not too daunting for a potential stepmother to take on. Scammers never seem to have toddlers. (laughs) Scammers often also pose as engineers, a solid profession that no one really seems to know too much about, or they say they're in the armed forces. They're nearly always working overseas or too far away to make face-to-face visits and often have complicated parental backgrounds, mostly to explain why their accents don't correspond with their supposed nationalities. Barb's new suitor, Carrie Phyllis, hits all the markers. Hello, is that you, Carrie? Yeah, this is Carrie. How are you? Oh... Very well, thank you. Can I ask you a personal question? Go on. Well, you know that my husband Earl died, my late husband. But I understand that you're you're separated from your wife. Okay. Is that is that your situation? You got that correctly. And and how long have you been apart? That is about five years. Because the reason I ask is I, I don't want to get involved 
with somebody who's still involved with somebody, if you know what I mean. Mm. I couldn't bear it to give my heart. I understand. I understand what you mean. And what's your? But I won't go around. What your son? Deceiving you all, all as well. And where is your son? He's overseas studying. Yeah. And how, how old is he? I was about 13, 14, I guess, 13, 13, 13, 14. Oh, you should know his exact so birthday, you naughty father. <laughs> <laughs> you're naughty. I was busy thing. with work. <laughs> of course, you're so busy with work, I understand. Mm-hmm. But because yeah. I was never lucky enough to have children myself, I just want you to know that I'd be very happy to, if it ever came up and it came to that stage or that situation, that I would be very happy to consider your son my son. And I know he will be happy to call you mother. Well, not in front of his mother. She might get very cross Mm. about that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think? He's old enough. It was even his intention for me to move on, so... I know he'll be happy to call you mother. Oh, Carrie. Well, I just had to ask you because you hear all sorts of stories about people on the internet and that they can't be trusted and all sorts of blackguards and scoundrels and rascals up to all sorts of mischief. And I just couldn't bear to think that you had someone who had a stronger claim to your heart. Do you know what I mean? I understand that. But it sounds like you're... Free your mind. Is your mind by talking to me? Yes. Because you feel feel very safe with me. Do you know what? No hard feelings. I do feel safe with you. Isn't that extraordinary? So you should continue. Yes. Yeah, you should continue to be safe. Because you're in the right hand. Oh, Carrie... This devoted dad doesn't even know how old his only son is. Seems pretty plausible. But here's the thing. When you want to believe something, you will ignore the signposts that say, wrong way, go back. When you've been starved of love and romantic attention for sometimes decades, romance is so powerful it completely trumps reason. Also, Barb is more than willing to overlook Carrie's foibles. She's mad for him. And who wouldn't have their head turned with promises of eternal love and togetherness? Also, a scammer is the best boyfriend. He's never too busy to talk. He wants you to be in constant contact. Basically, he can't get enough of you. In the next episode of Scamming the Scammer... You'll hear Barb and Carrie really get to know each other. She'll hear some more about his life, a story so elaborate that even he finds it hard to keep up. Scamming the Scammer is a Podcast One production. Executive producers Sarah Grinberg and Sasha French. Audio producers Matt Nikolic and Matt Dwyer. Honourable mention Jack Lawrence.